What's up everyone and welcome to episode number 37 of the Justin Insight podcast. As always, my name is Tim Backbeck. I am a writer. I am a lover of films, music and wrestling. But most importantly of all, I am your body and vehicle through this podcast. I said wrestling right. The last three weeks I haven't been able to say it right, but sorry, mini celebration there. Um, Firstly, just wanted to say a massive thank you to everyone that gave really good feedback on last week's episode with the number 12 looks like you. Um, if you are enjoying these episodes and you're listening to the show via iTunes, please hit the subscribe button, give us a little rate and review, spread the word, it opens us up to, to new listeners and that's what I want from this show, I want, want more people to hear about the bands I'm talking to, like some people, like a lot of the bands I speak to are, are friends, so it's just, I want to kind of get their story, their music out there a bit more, so... Yeah, the more people that are listening to the show, the more people are listening to them. And that's the whole point of this. Um, I'm, I've also been thinking a lot recently about like different ways I can kind of enhance the show, uh, what to do with it in the future. Um, and one of the thoughts I have had is to kind of have a more in-depth, one-to-one conversation with band members. So, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Um so maybe as I say like with vocalists, guitarists, just one on one rather than where some of these chats have been with uh, multiple band members at, at a time talking about the specific band um, but with this I want to kind of go in depth to them personally uh, find out how they got into the music they're into and so on and so forth so um, that's something I'm kind of going to look to do for the beginning of next year um, I've already had a few people come forward and say they'd really be up for for doing it, which is which is great. Um, but I wanted to put it to to you guys as well. Like, is there anyone that you'd specifically like to hear from uh, and hear me chat to? Because as I say, this is not a service, but I guess this this show is for you guys. I do it for for fun, but I put it out there for you guys to listen to. So yeah, let me know if there's anyone that you'd particularly like to hear their story, how they got into music, and so on and so forth. Uh, obviously UK bands priority because it's easy for me to to get to their shows and and talk to them but if there's any American bands that I can realistically talk to then yeah let let me know Um, you can can hit us up on Twitter Uh, it's at just underscore and underscore insight Uh, or you can drop me an email with your suggestion which is just underscore and underscore insight at hotmail.co.uk um I had a pretty boring week this week so I'm not going to bore you guys with any of that um, instead, I'm just going to go into introducing this week's guest. Um, I recently went and saw uh, my good friend and Justin Insight regular Callum Millwood's band uh, Weather State when they recently played in Southampton, uh, supporting Muskets on their little sort of weekend tour that they did. Um, so I sat down with Callum and Harry from Weather State as well uh, to discuss the band's origins, uh, them going over to Europe later next month, uh, and just the the general growth of the band really as well just sort of what their direction is and so forth but yeah it was a really cool really cool chat and it was nice to kind of sit down and speak to Cullen about his band which I, I feel like I neglect a lot because obviously we talk wrestling most of the time but uh yeah it was, it was cool because I've, I've known Cullen for years so it was cool to kind of find the direction of things that that his music's gone and, and maybe Cullen will be one of the guys I do the in-depth one-to-ones with that that'll be cool so Cullen Hit me up if you want, if you want to do that. Um, now this was recorded uh, a little while ago, so we do start the conversation off talking about SummerSlam because 
it was either the night or the day before SummerSlam. I can't remember, but yeah, it, it was around that time. So we we do talk about that briefly, but it's very 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 early on in the conversation. Just a little bit at the beginning, and then we get into the band stuff. So yeah, please sit back, relax, enjoy the chat I have with Callan and Harry, and I'll see you on the other side. Sat with Harry and Callan from uh, Weather State at the Joiners. Uh, regular Justin Insight listeners will know Callan from our little wrestling roundtable, <laughs> so might recognise a, a familiar voice. But <laughs> Harry is also a wrestling fan, so I'm going to do a brief little wrestling question, then we'll get into the band stuff. Uh, Summer Slam coming up, Fatal Four Way, one name. Who's going away with the title? It's it's going to be Brock Lesnar. Brock. It's going to be Brock. Yeah, I want it to be Joe, but it's never going to be. I like Braun a lot, but um, I w- it's going to be Brock Lesnar. Cool. What do you think of the uh, the UFC rumours? Yeah. Do, do you reckon it's just a, con- a contract? Just bumper? It's him saying it because he it's just something to negotiate with, isn't it, yeah. when his contract ends. He's, he's doing what he did two years ago. Yeah. So. That makes me think it's even more likely that Brock's going to win because they're going to want to just butter him up, aren't they, for keeping the belt on him and pay him another bumper contract. Yeah, but then he's but got... But then if he, was, if he was leaving, then it would make sense. He's, got, got, he's got to enter himself into that pool, hasn't he, where he's got to be tested and, and he's got to be in that for six months <laughs> before he can even compete. <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, so, like, <laughs> so what we're all that'll go beyond Mania anyway. So, like, he's like... It's, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just all, it's all barring for WWE. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, we'll get, we'll get back to the band. So, yeah. first date of the the tour with Muskets. Um, obviously here are the joiners, but are there any other dates that you're particularly looking forward to on this tour? Um, London, yeah, definitely. Yeah, really looking forward to London. Actually, that'll be it's a fun little free show we're doing up in London. Okay. At the Sebright Arms, and that's. Um, that's that's being put on by the guys at our label. Um, oh, nice. And it's just kind of like deliberately kept free and um it's tiny room so i know yeah. i think that one's looking to be like at full capacity nice. so i'm really excited for that one we just um, want to make it intimate and yeah we're also for sunday night yeah <laughs> we're also playing some of our favorite um cities on this tour so like we're going back to leeds tomorrow uh, it's a bit of a drive. Yeah, it is a drive <laughs> from here yeah logistically um, it's yeah. <laughs> not, not yeah. an ideal situation it's far from ideal, but, um, but yeah, we play in the Key Club, which is yeah, we've played our best show at the Key Club. Oh, so nice! Um, we're really excited to go back to there, and then, um, Birmingham Birmingham's will be good. Always, Birmingham's already good to us. Uh, Swindon, we're doing. We've never played Swindon, so that's going to be interesting. So I guess that's kind of the closest to home for you guys on this tour, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, it is. No, no Bristol date is there. No, I mean this is probably this is probably the closest. So basically, like we we formed the band in Bristol. Um, whilst everyone was living there and at uni yeah. and all that stuff, and um, but since then we've all moved home. We're all from Weymouth, right? Okay, so we're proper South Coast yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so Joiners is where we go to every time there's like a tour that comes through the UK. We just go to the Joiners date. That's yeah, like, yeah. That's the go-to. We'll we'll go Southampton usually, but yeah. Bristol's pretty equally as close. It's just yeah. longer to get there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so so long to get there. But um, Swindon, yeah, it's pretty close to home. I, we're hoping to see some Bristol people at the Swindon show. Yeah, because that's yeah. fairly close. So. Um, it's very close to where our drummer lives as well. Okay, in cool. Tro- he lives in Trowbridge, so um, his dad's coming along or something. Oh, so. that's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> so pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, you, obviously, you touched on it there. Obviously, the band was kind of formed in uni days, but I know a lot of you kind of played in bands together beforehand. So how did Weatherstate become what it is? Because 
I know as Callan, I've known you for yeah. years. Obviously, bands previous. Mm. I know you've done bands with Harry and stuff previous. So how yeah. how has it kind of come to to be what Weatherstate is? It was it was it was when we were recording with our old band. So our band that we we're in just from since we were like 15 so we've also played we'll touch on this other thing as well we also played in some like hardcore bands as well but our sort of go-to first ever band was this band called eight days later which was back when you, you're real young or whatever yeah, you yeah. play your school talent shows stuff <laughs> like that. and we just did it for years and years and we finally got to i think it's like first second year of uni and we was just got to a point where we were playing songs that were like five years old and we didn't really like what we were doing and then so we decided just to write an ep which was our, our first demo ep under weather state and um, we decided that we wanted just a whole new name completely and we had a bit of a lineup change as well because there was a few people that weren't really into it and then Callan used to play drums in our old band and then he moved on to guitar and then we, we got Toby the drummer who we toured with, we did like one tour with our, um, our school band and it was with this band called Nathan Detroit and he was the drummer for Oh that. yeah, yeah, I remember them. So we sort of knew each other through that and then yeah. that's how we formed Weatherstate. So the first actual demo that we recorded at the ranch with Weatherstate was actually supposed to be our old band. Okay. So it was almost like we recorded it and then we said before we put this out, why don't we just start fresh because it sounds completely different. Yeah. But saying that, that first demo is still completely different to anything we did after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it is almost like that was just some weird midpoint really like I, we never played any of those songs and fairly consider it yeah it's it's so far removed from what we've done on the past few EPs like I think we were still trying to find our feet so like it's just a bit of a mishmash that first EP like it's um, it was like we had like a super pop punk song and then yeah. there was like a one that sounded like super like D- like say anything kind of bouncy yeah, yeah. and we never even practiced that as a format <laughs> yeah. um but like, yeah, it's a bit of a mess. Like, going further back, like I originally met Harry. Well, I filled in for that band. How I joined that band was his school band was yeah. me just filling in drums. Okay. Um, further down the road, how we got Harry to join my hardcore band Asbestos yeah. back in the day, and then um, uh, yeah, so we we've always been in and out of bands and stuff. And Weatherstate, how we formed, was a bit of a weird, not very conventional way of forming a band but yeah. it's just we just like had a, like a good few tracks that we were happy with but we weren't happy with the band name yeah. <laughs> so we were like let's just start fresh so we just that's what we did but really the whole point of it was yeah. is that our old band was getting to the point where even god knows what other people thought but yeah we just thought it was so stale to the point where we were playing songs that we didn't really like anymore yeah, but we yeah. felt like we had to play them because they were the ones that people knew they the were kind of the, the quote unquote bangers yeah the yeah. ones that if someone liked us or whatever because we used to get an alright following. We used to, when we used to play like locally and stuff, I don't know if it's just because we were kids and our mates would come and watch, but you'd, we'd play to like sometimes over 100 people or whatever. And we played like a small class our rooms, like yeah. in, in yeah. our hometown, um, and that was just a weird. It was weird. Um, so we did. Fe- we sort of felt like you had to then play those songs that those people would know because it'd be people coming. To yeah, shows yeah. Again. But yeah, the whole point we started with Weatherstone is because we were like, let's actually just do exactly what we want to play, like completely. We've always just been into like just hardcore bashing, just like proper just punk rock just songs, and we don't. I, I think we just needed to sort of take a step back and be like, right, let's. What made us start loving guitar in the first place when we were younger? Let's just write songs like that, as if we've got no filter or anything or anything we're trying to be. You just write songs I'd want to hear it, and I think that that it's a bit it's it's obvious that it's a bit more natural. Yeah, I mean trying to push something. And because you mentioned obviously school bands, kind of formulated in uni do you think that knowing each other for such a long time and playing music together for such a long time has kind of solidified 
what you are now. Because I, I mean, like, obviously you're on tour now, but like, you're for me, you're constantly doing something, whether it's yeah. on tours, playing all day, playing festivals, releasing music. Yeah. Do you find fi- think that because you've got that sort of almost childhood friendship that you can turn to each other and be like, right, we want to go full tilt rather than there being someone from the outside that you haven't known as long and maybe butt yeah. heads with ideas? I, I, I think it's more the fact that where we did some like tours of our older bands and stuff, we sort of almost made the mistakes and did the learning curves and whatnot as we were doing that. So we would do tours and we would play. We did Our first tour of our old band, we played the same city two times in the same six-day run or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just because you're just so enthusiastic and eager, you yeah. just take what you're given. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I feel like by the time we started this, we sort of understood what it was like a bit more and sort of the right way to do things. So you don't, we didn't package it in some way that you'd look back on in five years and cringe at. It was a bit more like we sort of had a bit experience I guess we sort of made our mistakes and sort of yeah. cut our teeth a bit yeah, early, yeah. early on so now it just feels sort of natural that we've done we've done loads of in, tours in terms of like how how it's easy to like communicate between the two of us because we've been playing music for like probably about a decade now yeah um, it's just it's it's just easy common ground really like I think first and foremost even if you're working with people outside of your circle or friends or whatever you just got to be all equally driven mm. and that's kind of what the most important factor I find in being like a band who want to take it or just you know push yourselves as an artist and stuff so like it, it's easy or easy obviously knowing Harry but we're, we're blessed to be in a position where with all our members just kind of being just really solid mates and having the yeah. same kind of vision so that's just kind of that's why we keep busy and it's you know we're all very like-minded people I mean you come across people in bands who are really struggle with um, you know it will it's the convenience of just like being in a band or just trying to find the right people to do stuff and all that stuff but um, we're, we're very blessed with just everyone's just like matey and we yeah. just, it's just fun and games at the end of the day <laughs> yeah. but like if we can if you know we're getting enough getting the better shows down the roads and then it's just like we'll keep going we just keep yeah. doing the same yeah. thing and if it's just you know it's just nice to it have people is, tuned into it. It definitely is a lot harder. It makes me want to do it more, but it's a lot harder now than it was when we were younger. Because when you're younger, you can just practice five days a week. Yeah, and yeah. It doesn't matter. You've got no responsibilities. Yeah. Now we have to. We live. Obviously, our drummer Toby lives in Trowbridge. We live in Weymouth now. So when we practice, we have to try and meet halfway. Yeah. And it'll be drive. It'll we'll be finishing work at half five because me and and Hogan bass player both work office jobs yeah. so we have to literally finish and then go straight to like practice and then yeah, yeah. so you, you drop, drive an hour yeah. yeah and so you drive an hour practice for three hours don't have any dinner and then drive yeah. back and get home yeah it sounds like my Mondays yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is fine I'm, I'm not bitching like it's I, I, I wouldn't do it if I didn't want to do it but it's um, it's it almost makes you I guess you want to do it more if I didn't want to do it then that would 100% put me off and I yeah, would yeah. sacked it off a long time ago. Another factor is I, I work evening because I, yeah, yeah. I, I work in a kitchen. So that's obviously that's prime time for any band. It's yeah, like, oh, yeah, We've got to have the evening free because if you want to play a show or just rehearse or whatever, you've got to have the night the evening yeah, free. Yeah, yeah. So like um, it's hard to find that perfect balance where these guys are working nine to five. Yeah. I have a day off. The thing is our drummer Toby, not only does he live away from us he works all day and all night usually oh, <laughs> so that's like oh. so it's like one day where yeah, we can yeah. kind of meet up and the, whole, the whole thing yeah. is so 
difficult like it's not it's just it's just like stressful sometimes when you've got stuff coming up and you've got to do that but like you said because we're all like-minded people and we're all driven and want to go in the same direction there's no there's no chance where there's someone just trying to <laughs> slack off and just and not putting their all into it yeah if, if they can't make it it's just because we're adults now and yeah, that's just yeah. life and but it's all right. We're all, we're all pushing towards the same thing, so you just get through it together. Re- reality punk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, for example, like if we take this tour, obviously, do you put in the extra effort ahead of that to kind of get like what the set you want to play as tight as possible? So, do you kind of hundred percent book time out to do like I don't know, like two days straight practices or things like that? Like, how do how do you work it? it I won't say to that extent. I mean, we w- wish we could. Yeah. But, um, we how we tend to do it is what we well. Uh, for instance, this schedule we have running into this tour was um, we basically our last tour was in February before this, yeah. and so we, we had a bit of a break from rehearsing after that tour. Um, and, and in the meantime, we've just been focusing on writing. So the day, the evening of the week that we dedicate to uh, like practicing, we've now dedicated to writing. Right. Okay. And as this tour's ramped up, the past four weeks, we just started rehearsing again yeah, in that yeah. slot, and so it's. Um, Fortunately, we're pretty good in the sense we can just pick up and play. But then the whole point of the rehearsal is just making sure it's cohesive. Yeah, everything's, yeah, of course. Everything's good. Um, but we, but there will yeah. be times where obviously where Cal finishes at like ten o'clock and I have to go and pick him up, and then we'll go to his and then we'll practice until like god midnight and stuff. So it's just trying to find the hours in the day and to the point where it's just just being like efficient as possible. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. It's just doing what you can. Yeah. But yeah, there's one hundred percent more focus on it, and this tour especially. We've been trying to focus more on the in-between songs and how everything flows. So, right. Okay. As for an example, one of the, the previous tours we've done, it's been we still obviously tried to pace the set obviously as well as we can and make sure we pick it up in certain areas. We've always tried to do that, but this time we've got a lot more songs which lead straight into each other. Right. Okay. Or we almost rehearse like sort of intro bits that go one song will finish yeah. and it'll go straight into the next. And we've slightly chopped maybe like the start of like a song off and gone straight into it to like really think about the overall like half an hour as opposed to this song isolated and then the next song yeah. isolated. Yeah, we our focus on this run was just make it more of a cohesive set as much mm. as possible. And um, we I feel like it's the best we've been in a long time. Anyway, yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah. It's just hard to find the schedule, but um, we we tend to put the more effort in if we want to make the show better for yeah. ourselves and stuff. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. And Harry, you mentioned obviously that kind of the focus on trying to make a more cohesive set and I think something that I've always seen of you guys is when you play live you've got quite a lot of energy to you and I think like with the genre that you're in people kind of expect it to an extent yeah but if it's false it doesn't come across but you guys I think it comes across naturally but do you yeah I don't want to say do you practice that but do you put (laughs) do you have like a thought that right every time I need to go like even if you're feeling shitty that you need to give 110% kind of thing or is it a case of when you're on stage the adrenaline kicks in I think it's that definitely the yeah. adrenaline yeah yeah it's like in rehearsal I'm focused on being the best yeah. I can musically yeah. and when you're in that live environment that's when the adrenaline will kick in you know? I remember playing a show on the tour we did um, it was with a uh, tour of Wallflower it was on our EP release tour for Dumbstruck last last year early last, last year, year. yeah and um, we played in Birmingham. I can't remember where it was. I don't think it was the flapper. Maybe it's the sun. No, maybe it was the flapper. I can't remember. I remember being so ill to the point where I was, my nose was just running and my <laughs> eyes were just red. And then I remember half an hour before thinking, this is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be just embarrassing. 
you just get on stage and I just remember just I, it just went really quick. You didn't really think about it, and just probably I probably was there with sweat and like snot <laughs> dripping down my face. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> you can't really think about those things. You just sort of got crack on with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, we wouldn't say practice like trying to be en- like energetic. That comes naturally. But we would we would actively make like make a point of analysing the set and thinking if, if there's a really quiet bit at the end of this song, like how can we get ready to go straight into the next bit rather yeah. than having two minutes of silence where everyone's just looking at their phone like awkwardly like to be honest that's that's only because we've been super weird with our writing and we over the years we've had like weird tunings and stuff right, so like okay. that's so much faff see I think like from like cause my band's like a, obviously like a math core band yeah. so for me that I appreciate that little break because being the vocalist yeah, yeah. I fucking die like every like after every song and I was like right okay you tune and I can have a <laughs> yeah, bit of a breather but no I appreciate like I get <laughs> when bands do have that like yeah. fluid motion in. Yeah. Like, especially in like sort of like a grunge pop punk sort of environment I think it works better yeah so but yeah it's because we're yeah I guess it's not it's not as the type of thing that it's like really sort of moody and there's loads of a lot of our songs are quite um I guess energetic and they're supposed to be well supposed to be anthemic as opposed to sort of like sit there and just sort of slowly nod your head type thing yeah so, yeah whereas when you get bands like that then then people it, you can just be completely silent in between songs and it's just like feels natural that everyone's on a lower level but just appreciating it yeah whereas with us it's more sort of we want to keep the energy going and we don't want to lose that because it will go you know we don't want to go into the next song and then by that point we've already lost like 10 people from, yeah yeah over there yeah. tuning our guitars for <laughs> yeah. 45 seconds yeah it's a weird art trying to keep people focused as yeah. much as possible but, um, that's definitely something we've only been focusing on recently yeah, but again is. yeah you just as you do more tours you look back and think well that sucked how can we do, <laughs> how can we do that better yeah. let's avoid that because that was a fucking pain in the ass last time yeah yeah <laughs> I'm dying more every day before like you're one of the bands I see kind of everywhere but you're not sort of overkill so what I mean is by like like this tour is a prime example you kind of do shorter stint tours and obviously how you mentioned kind of doing the nine to five I get that's probably a, a factor in Definitely. that but <laughs> do you think that's kind of beneficial because I think I don't know like for me I think that kind of keeps you guys fresh the, the fact that yeah. you're not just doing like two week long tours then a massive break yeah, yeah. then coming back and not be, not people not forgetting you but like 
it's like, oh, these guys are back. Whereas with this, you can kind of keep in, in the in mind's eye. Sort of yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you is that part of it, or is it just the, well, the case of finding that time? Yeah, work? I, I remember when some of the tours we've done before. We've just deliberately booked like sort of nine days or whatever, and then like a couple of well, maybe three of the nine shows will just be in sort of maybe B towns or smaller places, and, and we'll just play to next to no people. Yeah, it's almost like we just wanted to fill up a tour poster and say, oh, we're going to this place today, <laughs> yeah. like. And, not just that, but it's more the fact we were just excited to be out as a band, just want to play as much as possible, yeah. etc. Whereas now I think we sort of understand places that we would have good pools in or would get better shows. This tour is a prime example. Like pretty much every city, bar Swindon, which is what we <laughs> said we haven't um, yeah. played. Not before. not shitting on Swindon. No, no, no. I'm not <laughs> I, I actually got. I actually reckon that show's gonna be good. Yeah. But the, what I'm saying is, all four of the other places we're playing, the places we know that we've played before, to full rooms of people, granted in small small rooms, but still. So you try and do almost less is more in a way, right? yeah, rather yeah. than just booking a 15 day stint and playing in every small town you can yeah, think of. Because, yeah. like you said, with having to work and stuff, then that suddenly turns into an issue. But don't get me wrong, I'd much rather not have that issue and just be <laughs> to work yeah. all the time. But. It, no, I, I, I really like, I think, well, it's, we've been quite lucky the tours coming up they are just short kind of runs yeah. like this one is five days um, and was it doing Germany we're doing five days in Germany in Europe and then five days at the end of the year as well Yeah. so it's nice to <clears throat> nice to do that kind of run it does keep you fresh and because like we've done I don't know like ten day tours before haven't we yeah. like, we haven't done like we're not like a band who's worked worked really hard on the long long runs like, yeah, you know, yeah we have never done like three weeks or anything yeah like that. yeah but like 10 days is probably the biggest we've done you kind of do get used to it but then five days is just i, I quite like that it's just you know it's you you, put, it's no it doesn't feel like there's any in between towns or anything like that just yeah you just know those shows are gonna be solid shows so yeah that's, that's yeah. what we're stoked about but, more than that yeah on the other side of that though it's not as if that if if there was opportunities to go on some like crazy three week run or month long run, we'd be like we would wouldn't be chuffed, chuffed about it. You know that would yeah. we'd do it straight away. Yeah, at, yeah. The, at the level we're at now, where it's a lot more sort of self booking. Obviously, there is like sort of like management and like other people involved and whatnot. But it's it's very case of us like us and muskets chatting to each other and saying let's go yeah. and talk. Yeah. yeah. So then where it's in our hands, then we think right well. Rather than playing the small, those smaller towns and doing ten-day runs, let's just think about it. Would we actually get any pool between us two in those smaller towns? Probably not. So maybe it's best just to like be tactical about it and just do the bigger places where we know it'll be better shows. Yeah. And yeah. Obviously, you mentioned going over to to Europe pretty much straight off the the back of this. Have you have you done much in Europe before? No, never, no, no, never been to Europe. That's in October. It's not straight away. But well, it's close. Yeah, it's not yeah. far. <laughs> um, so okay, in that case, what what are you kind of most looking forward to, to about going over there? Um, probably the culture shock. To be yes, yeah. I'm looking forward to the travelling aspect of it. Yeah. I've always like obviously it's great to tour around the UK, but. It's yeah. not, you know, when it's not like you walk around Leeds and you're like, this yeah. is beautiful compared to <laughs> yeah. you walk around Southampton or if you walk around like London. Or, yeah. But yeah, um, it's going to be great just to, just I think, to go to Germany. Yeah. I've never been before. For well, a this start. is it. Like, if we, it's you hear so many great stories about European fans just being straight up more passionate about yeah, music yeah. in general, um, and that's really nice to see. And we're really looking forward to that. Um, Germany, it's going to be like that's that's. Look where the run's based around Germany, yeah. and so like it's going to be 
probably a bit different. I was actually listening to your um, interview with Kamikaze Girls, and they said German's just brutal. Yeah, so yeah. honest, apparently. So, like, oh, they go. <laughs> yeah, so. But, like, it's weird, because yeah. I, I went, at the beginning of the year, I went out with um, Svalbard, yeah. and they, cause they were touring with... Uh, the Santa landscape, and they did a couple of dates in Germany. Yeah, and they said the same thing. Like they're just like Germans are really brutal, but like it's it comes across really horrible. But it's meant yeah. in a nice no, way. No, they're not. <laughs> they're supportive. They're just like, oh, you could have done this better, and you could have done that better. And I, I didn't like that. You wouldn't say that to someone. In they'll a still t- buy your record. Yeah, it's, a, it's like, oh, they, this song you did this wrong, but I'll still buy all your merch. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's like, like weird. okay, thanks. So no. I'll, I'll have to learn to not take it to heart. Well, yeah. <laughs> Toby speaks German, so I'll let him. So obviously, this being your first time over there, how did, how did it come about then? Uh, well, we're literally out of nowhere. So like, we were just—it's been a bit of a weird year for us because we haven't necessarily been as busy as we'd like to in terms yeah. of touring. And then just out of the blue, um, we were just sorting this run out. And I think there was talks about maybe doing this out yeah, there. We're actually, right, we're okay. actually looking to originally do EU dates with muskets as yeah. well. Yeah, I, that didn't really work out. And then just like in the same week out of nowhere, um, Waster, who we've gone out with before, um, last year on a run with Trash Boat, they just, we just got an email from their agent saying, would you like to do the, the German show? So we're like, oh, okay. amazing. Just one of those things. Like one, sort of one, thing, yeah, yeah. one thing falls through and out of nowhere in the same week. We're, we're it was at the same in. time we were getting emails yeah. back from people from like, um, promoters in just Europe just being like oh we can't do this date can't do this date and then you're just like oh god say this is proving more difficult than it's worth yeah and yeah to get an email through just a pre-booked tour saying do you want to go on it I know we have a really good little pull out there so like we know it's going to be four solid shows especially for our first run out there yeah so. yeah plus um, it'll be just really cool to talk with them again like we yeah. good mates of ours now after played a lot of shows with them and yeah. yeah it'd be cool to hang out yeah no, I'm really looking forward to that one but yeah again it just came out of nowhere yeah. and then we just um, it again it's just mostly like how we, we we're just put, like professional blaggers we're not on an agency like we're, we're self managed and everything and then like somehow we get off of these good runs yeah. so it's just really nice when we see friends supporting us in that way so it's really nice but yeah and you mentioned kind of like the friendship group obviously this tour with muskets mm. waste uh, I'm not sure if you guys checked out Gunshy that are playing yes, today. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're another band like I know. Obviously, they're quite new into the scene, but yeah. they're kind of one that I lump in with that group. That's kind of on the edge of sort of emo, pop punk, whatever you you want to call it. Mm. But I think from an outsider looking in, who was to, to listen to your music, they would put that pop punk stamp on you. Yeah, is that something that annoys you? That because for me, pop punk is Blink-182, The Story yeah. So Far, and bands like that, which I don't think you guys are no, in the slightest. No. <laughs> so d- does that irritate you that you get lumped in that? I, I, this is it. We're, I've always said this, but we're always like the ugly duckling of every little lineup. <laughs> okay. So like, so like f- for instance, we're doing this tour with muskets, and we, I think, to be honest, it's the closest we kind of fit yeah, in the bill. Yeah. With muskets, this has been a long time coming. The muskets, yeah, right? we has. absolutely love them, and it's that that yeah. would be like the sort of go-to ones we've said a year ago. Like, who, who, what would be the? It's just like the logical step for us yeah. to talk together. It's ridiculous yeah. that it hasn't happened already. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but what I mean is like it's a bit of a Metallica complex where we Metallica always too punk for the metal shows, but yeah. too metal for the punk shows. Yeah. And so we'd come along, we'd be put on a pop punk bill, and we'd do like our grungier songs and stuff, and then um. I think Musket's going to come out now. But, um, <laughs> uh, and but like when we when we put on like the kind of dirtier rock bills, alternative rock bills, yeah, like yeah. the pop punk kids standing up. Okay, and stuff. Cool. So here we cool. are. What's going on there? Yeah. 
stuff like i i personally don't really give a fuck because i don't know i don't i don't get offended if someone was to call us pop punk yeah but i wouldn't i don't know i wouldn't say we're pop punk at all i don't again it's what saying pop punk is just such a such a vague thing isn't it when there's so many different sort of bands that you would call pop punk that are completely different yeah yeah it's, and it's quite rare that we actually like Carol was saying we actually play a show with a band that sounds similar to us really and it's not i'm not saying we're some like crazy original like band that no. no one's ever done it before but usually you get the, it's quite obvious when a band's trying to be the story so far yeah yeah like part two aren't they and in the same way that the grunge bands you can just tell that that's what they're going for they're going for the grunge thing and ours is just like a bit of a wit. This is what goes back to what I said originally. Ours just go, going back to our roots. Ours goes it? back to yeah. the songs that we just want to play, and it's yeah. just literally us just bashing bar chords and writing a chorus, like yeah, and then yeah. just building a song. Like yeah. it's, I don't think when I'm writing a song, like oh let's make it like a pop punk anthem, or let's make this <laughs> yeah. like I'll, I want to do a really grungy one for this. Like I'll just play like a riff, with what, whatever I'm thinking, and then I'll just take it from there, really. Yeah. And I don't really mind what people call it. Unless they call it shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But on this, the same token, obviously, if you take away the labels, like, again, this tour is a prime example, but obviously you've got Gunshy playing today, mm. I've thrown Kamikaze Girls and Nervous in there. Like, the UK scene within that, whatever you want to call mm. it, is, I think, probably the healthiest has been in a long time. So mm. for you, do you think... Uh, I'm going to get to, obviously, new material and stuff in a minute, but, like... I know you released a single at the beginning of the year, but do you think that like this is a prime time for you guys to be pushing yourselves because there's that buzz around the scene again? I don't. I don't think it's that self-conscious, but I just feel like it's a bit more natural than that. Like I think naturally there's just been this really big flourishing of really exciting new UK bands. I think there's just, yeah. I think there's just a lot of good UK bands. I don't think it's like people would be less so like jumping on the bandwagon to be like oh it's on the up. I think that there just happens to be just some really great UK bands yeah. at the moment. Yeah, I've, it's just timing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I yeah, and I think that this going back to how I was saying that we just write would write the stuff that we want to. I don't think it's not like we would we started it and then because there was a big push for a certain genre at the time, mm. like if anything, when we first started it was more proper story so far, neck deep, just sort of getting big or whatever. Yeah. It was if we were gonna do something on the trend, we would have gone for the sort of gone that end gone of the spectrum the real sort of thing, yeah. Posy pop punk style thing. So I wouldn't say that in terms of us releasing an album it's like trying to find the right time for it. It's almost like everything else is separate and we'll just do it because it's the right time for us. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, I, at the same time, obviously with all these great bands, the, the bar is being raised and stuff yeah. and um, I wouldn't say we're I wouldn't say we're conscious of the bar being raised, but we yeah. just keep doing what we're doing. But we're always trying to just be our best, and if the timing's right, and great, and that's just at the end of the day, it's just timing. But yeah. I wouldn't say we we would ever conform ourselves to fit in with a mold, or yeah, just yeah. just for the sake of success. So you know, we um, would we wouldn't sit on an album just because someone told us that there's going to be like a sort of real peak in 
not much time <laughs> yeah. like it would just be a case of us just releasing it when yeah. it was it was the right time for us yeah exactly cool. yeah and i do want to speak about the, the single the release obviously earlier in the year but i'll do again i'm going to kind of backtrack and go on what you said harry about obviously writing what songs you want to write and things like that so what kind of influences do you take like musically and like lyrically what what's kind of the the basis behind whether state or does it obviously i, I know like themes change like yeah. from album to uh, sorry ep to ep and so on and so forth but like what what's kind of the crux so yeah, to say? the overall thing is just it's just me well this is how this is how the song starts it, it, a lot of them start it'll generally be me sort of chord bashing in a bedroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah. coming up with just like a chorus hook and it will be lyrically tends to be just well I guess it all depends it's just, like I said the, the songs just vary completely yeah. but it tends to be sort of quite negative stuff but not that I'm a particularly negative person but I guess it's just sort of my sort of outlet to sort of have a moan or whatever. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's, it's, what it it's like I find your lyrics quite cathartic, almost because yeah. that's your that's almost like your venting point is the band. Yeah, yeah. So. But this is the thing: I'm not the type of person that would sit about and the stuff I'm I'd sing about would be it would only be it only comes out through my music and in the sense that I wouldn't you wouldn't be able to sort of put the get the lyrics and put that to my actual like normal personality. Yeah, I, I think like I'm kind of the same because like within my nine to five job, I need to remain. Neutral <laughs> down the line, Positive, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, like, when I get a chance to grab a microphone and just scream, like, yeah. that's my. And my it's not like you're at work that whole time just thinking you wish you could scream something yeah. or, or you're just <laughs> yeah. really upset or whatever. But then it's just, I put every time I'm angry or every time there's a certain way I'm feeling, that will go into the music. But, um, yeah, influence wise, it's always just been about going back to our roots. So, it's always just been about punk rock bands yeah. and stuff. I taught myself to play guitar com- like completely on my own just by go- getting learning bar chords and going online, learning tabs, and just playing loads of Green Day albums, basically. <laughs> nice, yeah. So, Cal's is a similar thing, but Cal always tends to, like, our writing styles are both quite different in a sense. Like, I, I usually start with, like, a chorus and a shell, which will be, like, I say would be like the hook of the song. Yeah. But then Callan will then completely just change it dynamically and add verses and sometimes yeah. just take apart what I've done and make it so much better than it would be without. Yeah, yeah. I I think my my uh, strongest points lie in just the vision of the whole song rather okay. than just like yeah. core bashing. It's <laughs> yeah. Mine will be like um, a specific hook that's in my yeah. head that I'm like, that needs to be a chorus. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then I won't necessarily... Like think about how that would be really cool if we build into that in this way or something like that, and that's where Callan would then look at it separately, yeah. and then just build on that. Yeah. So like I'll just, yeah. <laughs> in, sh- in short, yeah, um, yeah. I'd, I just basically I'll completely deconstruct what Harry's done and just put it into a point where it's a bit more unique than the last song, and then we'll basically build it from the ground yeah. up there. And as I said, single sympathy came out at the beginning of. Was it February? February, it was, yeah. February, yeah. And I think you kind of now you're hearing you say about doing the hooks. It's kind of yeah. nail on the head moment because that's got an insanely catchy hook yeah, on it. Yeah. Um, but from the EP to the, to hearing that, there's obviously varying differences. So is that? And I, I don't mean this in a horrible way, but yeah. I think Sympathy's probably the best stuff you've done. Yeah. Um, so do you feel that you like the growth of the band and? from the reaction the sympathy's got that now's a chance to 
push on or have have you got stuff written or is it still in the yeah. works at the moment we've got we've got a lot of it written we're still at, we're still at the stage where there's going to be stuff that will get cut out and there's going to be a lot more stuff added but we've got I mean on this tour we're playing um, three new songs oh, nice. Sym- Sympathy being one of them but um, I think that the overall feel is, is I wouldn't say it's not like it's some different if you like Dumbstruck and you like Dead Ends you're going to love the album yeah yeah it's not like it's going to be somewhere it's thing. not like a massive curveball no. <laughs> no, no, no 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 it's no. not a curveball but I would say it's I definitely like growth like you said I like, think it's definitely it's, more focused it's like, very than the previous yes yeah. it's, it's very like anthemic I, I find I mean I guess that would be sort of what we would sort of aim with our songwriting anyway but I think some of the stuff we wrote on this is like it'll be a hook that I think is a lot it's just like a, a real like strong hook and then it'll be I could be like this could be like a I've imagined playing this to like a lot of people and yeah yeah and well type thing but um yeah, I, I mean, still a lot of a lot of the success we've had have just been riding on the back of Dumbstruck, really. Like, yeah, I know, I know that um, sympathy like went down well. We're really happy with it, but a lot of people still probably know Dumbstruck arguably more than sympathy. Yeah, maybe that's because it didn't have like a proper like PR campaign behind it and like a full push like an EP would. It was yeah, just a single. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'd say that. I say that people still come to our shows and like ill would probably be more recognisable to people than sympathy. I think yeah, no, I think that's t- that's just a test of time, really, isn't it? On the yeah. stage, like because it's so new, um, who knows? But like yeah, no, I feel like Dumbstruck is still uh, considering like we're two years on since we recorded yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and um, and it came out beginning of last year. Um, it's surprising how people still bring it up. It's just a, it's just a five track EP, you know? <laughs> yeah. and we we still haven't even, even touched the record. Like, even, well, I mean, we're halfway through writing the record, but like, it's really nice to see people are still keeping their eyes on us. Cause yeah, at this point, it'd be very easy just to be irrelevant. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm glad though that we did that. Like in the same sense, like you said earlier on mm-hmm. about touring a lot and saying that overdoing it and whatnot. I think if we'd have just released another EP, just like this year, and it sort of flopped or it wasn't as good. I think that would have been a lot more detrimental. Yeah. Than just riding on the back of this and then making sure we write the best album we can. Yeah. I'm, I'm not that. I'm, I'm aware that we need that the album is going to need to come out. Like, and you know, it's like I said, it's been a couple of years, but well, it's not been a couple of years. It's I was going to say, I think, like, if you think about it's it, it's only been like, yeah, like sixteen months or something like that, or seventeen. Like months for you guys, obviously, I know, like the whole process of it probably feels longer. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, I guess it's because it, yeah we, we yeah we recorded re- it like recorded nine two months years before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it feels like forever now but. but in terms of there being a pressure just to be like well we've got like seven songs ready let's let's pick the best and put an EP out just to make sure we yeah, remain, yeah. remain relevant again that links into what we said earlier about the trends and stuff it's not it's not about that it's about making just the best product we can and what the, the best album that we can it's not about trying to just churn it out to remain. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is just release something for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, there's no rush with us, really. So I just want it to be good. Cool. So, so that you haven't kind of set yourself like a, a landmark or anything? It's just a yeah, case of... Yeah, well, I mean, we, we have put landmarks in place, but that's only... I think that's only, you know, so we don't get too <laughs> lazy. <laughs> yeah. But we have been taking our time. And to be honest, compared to a lot of other bands, I reckon we probably have. Yeah. Um, but... I think we do have a goal, and I, I'll be surprised if you don't. If if it comes twenty bloody 
fucking 19 and you don't hear anything. <laughs> you don't hear anything by I'll be messing with what the fuck? Where's the, where's the, I'll be surprised if it's, I reckon next year will probably be, you're definitely going to hit yeah. next year. At the, at the, oh, 100% yeah. next year. Yeah, no, that, next that's, year. that's non-negotiable. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I even consider that it would yeah. be anything, but we're aiming to record, actually go to record by the end of the year, but it's, we're still in the process of actually um, confirming that. Yeah. But yeah, cool. next year, hopefully. Um, 100%. <laughs> how I like, like to end this is obviously uh, is to ask you guys like what your favourite song is, but give it a bit of a twist. So rather than it just being the favourite song you've written, what's the favourite song you like to play live? So Harry, if I start with you, what's your favourite Weather State song to play live? What's my favourite Weather State song to play live? <laughs> oh, and why as well? And why? Right. Okay. I'm. See, I'm a bit torn. I want to say one of the, the new songs that we've got because it's just really energetic and the chorus just is literally like, I'm just playing it and I'm thinking more people need to hear this. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. No one's singing along because no one's heard this before. But if we released an EPO album and that was the big song on it, I think that would be an absolute hit. Yeah. yeah. Um, it doesn't have a name, does it? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, it doesn't have a name. It's got right. a working let, 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 yeah. let, me, let me choose the actual song. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Stutter. Yeah. Which is the opening track of Dumbstruck yeah. because when that kicks in it's just so it's just great and a lot of times we play live we'll try and start with like a, get like a pit going or something like that or just get the energy going and that's really like a moment where it's just it's just such a it's a chord bashy song and it's literally just like shouting into a microphone and people just like losing their shit yeah yeah so it's just simple but it's just fun simple but effective yeah, <laughs> yeah. and Callum for yourself oh should have been thinking tough. of this whilst yeah, I was there. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, you what. You had time to prepare, yeah. I didn't. I'll tell you what, it's probably one of our older songs that I really enjoyed doing. It's um, a song called The World Has Got In For You. Yeah, oh, I know. Right. I was going to say this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why do you don't even play it anymore? I thought he was going to say one of the demos we were saying. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, and it's only because that song, when we first wrote that song, that was like the defining change, I think, in our sound. Yeah. Because that was yeah, the first. Yeah, that was the moment. Yeah. And um, l- even live now, like. Um, we tend to do it early on, but like it's just um, the momentum and just like it just keeps me, it just buzzes me straight yeah, away. Yeah. It's just so fun to play on guitar as well. Um, so I love playing that one live. Um, it's a proper head bopper. Um, and it's just, yeah, I think I'm surprisingly not sick of that song at all. Yet, yeah, so yeah. You'd think you would be. I think it? I would be by now, but yeah, it's not, it, yeah. we're doing all right. How's it going? How's it going? Right. You're <laughs> So, well, good we'll time, we're, fi- we're finished yeah. now. So. Yeah, everyone's coming um, to say hello. Oh, sorry, is this an yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, don't you worry about it. Oh, shit, we just got in your... Oh, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> it's a podcast, it's, uh, man. Let's go, let's go. No, 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 so there we have it folks thanks to harry and callan for having a little chat with me before their set uh it was really cool to to see the guys live because they're just such a fun band to watch so yeah really rick there we go back to not being able to talk again really recommend uh checking out those guys uh if you're not familiar with their work um as mentioned during the chat weather state will be heading out to mainland europe with waster uh from october 11th to october 15th 
Um, and then they come back and then they're doing a little run over here in the UK with the winter passing from November 4th to November 9th. Um, all sort of venue details and so on and so forth are on their Facebook page, uh, which is facebook.com forward slash weatherstate. Um, you can also keep up to date with what they're doing on Instagram and Twitter, uh, which is at weatherstate. Um, so, yeah there we have it folks gonna leave it at that for for this week again no no film section um i didn't really watch any films this week um and i'm gonna leave the trailers because there's one coming out well it'll be today so tuesday but i'm recording this monday night so it comes out today um and i want to re- review that one so i'm gonna leave it for this week and we'll we'll come back to it next week but yeah um Next week we are back with another Wrestling Roundtable episode as we'll be reviewing uh, No Mercy. Um, And as mentioned in last week's episode, you can now check out all the old episodes of this show uh, on my new website, which is timbertbeck.wordpress.com. So please go check that out if you're so inclined. Um, But yeah, that's it for for this week. Thanks again, ladies and gentlemen, for, for listening to the Justin Insight podcast. And I'll see you soon.